Welcome to The Expositor Podcast with Dr. Stephen J. Lawson. Dr. Lawson is the founder and president of One Passion Ministries. The Expositor Podcast is focused on taking your preaching to the next level. Now, here's Dr. Lawson. I want to continue my thoughts from last time on why I use the New American Standard translation as a preaching Bible. Um, I addressed this last time, and I gave some initial compelling reasons, and I would reference you or refer you to those. But I'd like to add to uh, that list uh, because there are uh, definite reasons why I use the New American Standard. And I do want to re-emphasize this is a preference. Um, It might be more than a preference, but I'm not legalistic about it in saying you have to use Uh, the translation that I use. I just want you to be inside my head and know why I use uh, the New American Standard. You use what you think you should use. This is why I use what I do. And and to add to what I have already said, um, I would like to build out and also mention that in the New American Standard, each new literary unit has a bold... Uh, number for that verse. As an expositor, I preach verse by verse through books in the Bible. I've done that my my whole adult ministry. And I remember when I graduated from seminary, one of the initial challenges was, how many verses do I preach? Where where do I stop? Um, And the New American Standard is extremely helpful in this regard in that each new paragraph, each new literary unit starts with um, a verse number that is in bold font. So it's very easy for me to see the units as I go through a book, and it helps me anticipate, okay, in this sermon, I'll be covering probably this section, whether it's one or two sermons for this section. So that's another reason I like the New American Standard. Further, in the New Testament, when the writers quote the Old Testament in an attempt to give a verbatim quotation. In the New American Standard, all those quotations are in all capital letters, all block capital letters. So as I'm preaching through the book of Romans, for example, and I'm in Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 11, it's obvious to me where when... Paul is quoting directly from a prophet or from the law or from one of the Psalms. Uh, I would certainly know that by the cross-reference out by the side, but it immediately leaps off the page. Not every translation does that. Some others do, but the New American Standard does. That, that's an aid to me, and I, and I greatly appreciate it. When I'm preaching Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost, it's obvious, Psalm 16, Psalm 132, Psalm 16, Psalm 110. I, it, I can visually see when he, what he is quoting from the Old Testament because it's in all capital letters. So that is yet another um, reason that I like it. Also, uh, the cross-references and many other English translations have cross-references on the side. I understand that. But the New American Standard does, and I use those. I use those a lot. Um, And they are a tremendous aid as I use Scripture to interpret Scripture and as I use Scripture 
to support Scripture, those cross-references are, are critically important, and they are found uh, right there. Um, also, as I think about why I like the New American Standard, um, the word word, W-O-R-D, when it refers to Jesus Christ as the living word, like in John 1.14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, it's a capital W. When word refers to the Bible, the scripture, the written word of God, it's a lowercase w, uh, like in 1 Peter 1, um, 25. And this is the word that was preached to you. I like that designation uh, between uh, the living word and the written word of Christ. Um, also, um, the sentence structure of the translation in the New American Standard stays as much like the original language as it can while at the same time crossing over to a different language. It would be impossible uh, for it to be literally word for word and the words appear in the same place uh, in the sentence. Uh, it, it, would be, it would become virtually unreadable. So there has to be some subject, verb, object in uh, restructuring into the English language. However, having said that, the New American Standard tries to at least keep the order of the words um, as close to the original and still for it to be um, readable. So th those are some more reasons I, I could talk about. Um, when God is Adonai or Elohim in the Old Testament, it's, it's upper and lower case. When it is Yahweh, it becomes Jehovah. It's all capital letters. That signals to me when um, Yahweh is being used as the divine name. Um, I could talk about how the New American Standard uses... Um, uh, translates Greek verbs with a very specific approach to the aorist tense verb and to the imperfect. And, and then also, I, I do very much like passages that did not appear in the earliest manuscripts, and we have strong reason to believe they were subsequently added by a scribe. Like the end of the Gospel of Mark, um, verses 9 through 20, like the woman caught in adultery at the end of John 7 and the first 11 verses of John 8, those appear in brackets. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 13b, those appear in brackets, and that lets me know these were not in the earliest manuscripts and are most probably a later edition, meaning we have 101% of the Bible, not 100%. But there, there were some additions, and there are some other places as well um, that can be added to, that I could mention. I like the New American Standard's honesty, integrity, uh, straightforwardness about this. So that's just some things for you to consider. That's why uh, I use the New American Standard, why I like it. There are many other, um, or there are a few other English translations that are also legitimate, viable options for you as well. So may the Lord lead you to use uh, the translation that will most enhance your exposition of the Word of God. Thank you.